and and oh shit, my bad. Hey, hey, my bad. Hey. How does the how does the audio sound through the actual AirPod? Does it sound good or does it sound fuzzy too? Fuzzy. Fuck. No, but I think on your recording it should be fine, right? Yeah, hopefully. We'll just uh, we'll edit that in post up. All right. So. All right. So. Uh, hold on a second. So what we doing? Yo, I got some shit to get off my chest. Honestly, I was heated earlier, but I'll say that. I'll say that. I'll say that. Um, this is uh, this is good. We didn't talk about any of it prior to this. Yeah. So, welcome to the 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 noble noble shit podcast. How should I say the actual shit part, or just keep it noble? What do you think? This is just this is just R and D right now. Just behind the scenes. That sounded like good. I mean, usually what like right now, like just a word from our sponsors. Hey, hey chill. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, thank you, uh, Rose Gold. That's my label for sponsoring us. Um and Cash App. Yeah, and Cash App for sure. Um and and Trojan. Actually, Trojan, yeah. <laughs> and Okay, well, welcome to the No Bull Podcast. This is episode one. Uh, my name is Paul. Uh, Daddy P, as I go by my music. I'm a musician. Uh, and then I got here with me. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Marcel. <laughs> hey, chill. You say like you sounded like you're in class or some bullshit. <laughs> hey, yeah, throw some swag on there. Name Sally Cell. Yeah, let's go. Um, just a jack of all trades, really. That's facts. That's facts. You should see this man hoop. Hey, I've been hooping more. I've been trying to get my shot wetty. Low key. Yeah. No, no, no. Not too. No, on on some. On, hey, no bullshit though. No bullshit. Like I've been playing every day for like two and a half weeks now, almost three weeks, and like I can actually like dribble and shit like with my left hand and stuff, and I'm getting pretty decent. I know it sounds, I know, but, like, I never played basketball before, but, like, my, my shot just feels good. Like, I feel confident just pulling up and just hitting it. Before, I would just shoot it, and, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. But now I feel like, like, it just feels, like, the game slowed down, bro. Like, the game just slower. And, like, you know Like the days of the pal. Yep, yep. All right, so, um, originally, we're going to just do a, a review. You So, you text me, you hit me up. And you asked me if I watched uh, 2001 Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. <clears throat> and what happened? Did you just watch that recently or what? Yeah, you know, I'm like on a on a sci-fi bender right now. <laughs> um, That's cool. I, I watched that one. Um, I tried to get into Blade Runner, couldn't really do it. I'm going to check out the... Uh, 2049 version but um but yeah no it all started with this one and i just i felt like i had to talk to somebody about it no i feel that um i have i haven't seen the the new blade runner but uh the originals the original's all right it's a little slow it's a little long if you're gonna watch it you gotta watch the director's cut um 
but 2049 hey, i heard i heard kanye that's what that's what he used to put on the background when he was making music i'll just uh, on that yeah that he would just watch blade runner just on he would just put it on the background and just so he could create because that helps him create well just like the whole aesthetic of it is just like it's a vibe yeah no yeah definitely it definitely is a, it has its own vibe and shit fucking sci-fi shit um so yeah you text me and you're like hey like what you think about this movie and this movie's a trip bro i remember when i first saw it so i saw it a long long time ago but i didn't really pay attention and then i watched it recently a couple months ago like during quarantine then maybe a year ago and and i was like just going through a binge of just watching a bunch of like old classic movies and and i was like i i put it on i sat down and i was like what the fuck is this movie bro but it was lit because like how's lit for sure but i remember yeah i remember just being like this movie's a trip um but this time when i watched it i got i did a little more research i got a little more background information and it's kind of woke it's kind of ahead of its time dude way ahead of its time man you, you know so yeah i i, I try to do is a little bit of research after because i was just like mind blown and like <laughs> what was kind of trippy to me was was like his idea of space and i think it was before the moon landing oh before he made the the fake videos about us landing on the moon yeah 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 no that's a different pod though um, <laughs> no no but honestly do you think we actually landed on the moon <laughs> I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get into that right now. Oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, I think. Yeah, I think. I think we did. No, but that that's that's kind of trippy though. That that he all that is is without us ever going to the moon or anything like that. So no, it was definitely way ahead of its time. And um, yeah. All right. So I wanted. To, I've been trying to do a series straight up i've been trying to do a series for a long time where i was it was going to be called r and r and it was basically okay. going to be uh reviews and ranks so basically i was going to review shit and then rank it like on my own ranking system and it was going to be like so basically i was going to do like um different directors or different series mm-hmm. and then or different like albums i was thinking about doing music too so like i would review just go through a quick review of like all the drake albums and then just like rank them and see what i what i think but i was trying to do it for movies too and so like i had a format for that and okay. basically it was going to be like i would go through the the plot of it kind of just like a just like a rough edit and then after we would just kind of just just talk about our talk through through the plot or whatever and kind of give thoughts and then rank it at the end i don't know if you're down for that or you just want to give your thoughts if you just got something to say no i i, I like that um I, I like that outline i was I mean, we didn't talk about this before, so I was like, I wonder which direction we're going to go with this. And I yeah. think, like, to, to, yeah, like, summarize it first, because, like, maybe there's stuff that, like, we miss, and then we'll just talk about it on the way. Yeah, so this is 2001, Space Odyssey of Stanley Kubrick. Um, as you said, it was, like, it's, I think he was planning to do, like, a series, right? Because he has a second one, and this one's all, like, the, the dawn of man, as you said. As a as it popped up too in the beginning um so this was like the first chapter in a series that he was trying to do um 
So this movie, let me see. When did this movie actually come out? 68. 68? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. When did when did we land? When did when did he make those fake videos for the moon? Uh I don't know. Sometime really, really soon after or right right after that. I think so, while they were filming, it was I think by the time it came out, there was already the landing, but um, yeah, something like that. So yeah, this is good practice for him for sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Apollo, Apollo Eleven, first crewed mission to land on the moon, July twentieth, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Um, so we can go through the the actors real quick, the characters. Let me see. Yeah, now that we think about that, the characters, like, I, I, even the characters in this movie just, like, seem really unimportant. Okay. In, 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 from an individual standpoint, I would say that each one, because, like, the whole thing, there's, like, three main characters, really, in each, like, chapter, it feels Mm -hmm. like, like, you never really get any attachment or like emotional investment in any of them so i did a little bit towards the end with hal and dave at the end when he's like yeah yeah yeah. how's the computer yeah 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 but he's very he's very he's very sentient or like aware and conscious i think he i think he did actually have like some type of consciousness but basically you got dr dave bowman he's like he's dave you got frank pool Frank, you got, and then Haywood Floyd, who's mm-hmm. like the, the president of the astronautical mm-hmm. thing, whatever. Um, those are like the three main characters, including you got, um, the uh, Moon Watcher, the 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 monkey, the, the man ape. Okay, Daniel Richter was the Moon Watcher. Kier Dolia was Dave. Gary Lockwood was Frank Poole. William Sylvester was Floyd. Uh, and then you got Hal, who's played by Douglas Rain. Great boy for Hal. Yeah, for sure. That shit was pretty creepy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we could just start with like the uh, like the first chapter, just the, the man-apes and, and how they're living and, and what comes of that. Yeah, so the movie opens up. What's the first shot of this movie actually? The man apes and they're in a in a group, like a group of man apes, and they're living together with like it seems like pigs or hogs or something. Yeah, they got and, the, they got their little tribe going. Yeah, they got a tribe going, and they're they're like picking through sticks looking for food that way, and it's just kind of weird because there's like a food source right in front of them with these pigs. Yeah, but yet the whole tribe is just struggling. 
Yeah, and there's it even so it starts off the apes are surviving, and they have their tribe, and then this little this little area, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they're getting attacked by like it shows them getting attacked by like leopards and shit, mm-hmm. and they're trying to like fight that, and it shows them the the it shows them like um, at nighttime, and they're all fucking scared too, and you can it says like yeah. well I watched it with subtitles on. And it said like leopards, you can hear leopards in the distance and they're like mm-hmm. all scared. And they're basically, they're just trying to survive. It's these fucking group of monkeys and they're just trying to survive or apes. And, um, and then it goes, it goes to a shot of the monolith. Mm-hmm. And so they're all trying to survive. And then one day they just wake up and this fucking black slab, the slab is just sitting there in the middle of their fucking, their, their little area. And they're just tripping out and they're like, what the fuck is this thing? And obviously they're all scared to touch it and they're just like very wary and they're like kind of just like when you touch this hot stove, whatever, you kind of just like pull your finger away. Um, Because it's just so unnatural for like, anything they see like it's nothing in nature you can find that way so they're just like what the hell is it yeah um ends up after that it goes to the shot of him with the boar the monkey with the boar the 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 skeleton the bones right what happened to the what happened to the monolith though they never showed it again it just disappeared it wasn't in their tribe again that was the thing that i was tripping out on it was like it didn't just stay there so it just dipped out that's never i never thought about that um as far as what happened to it i would assume that it disappeared and ended up on the moon that's and that's you know the next chapter that later but that's just my thought yeah so so i assume that's probably the what actually happens but like as just a first time viewer you're just like okay what the fuck is this weird ass lab thing and then it's just not there anymore and then just they just forget about it okay but I mean, we can get into later why why kind of it is what it is and what it does. But so basically, um, after the monolith disappears, it goes to this monkey and he's like, he's rummaging through like the bones of like this dead boar and he gets this big ass bone and then he just realizes he's like, what the fuck? This shit kind of heavy. It got some weight. And then he starts smacking shit and he's like, oh, bro, the game's changed. It's like when humans first discovered the wheel when they first when they first figured out they could roll shit and they're like oh this is the game changer and so he ends up using that that dead boar bone as a weapon and it kind of ties into the, the leopards attacking them and shit because now they have defenses they can kind of defend themselves they can get food and this basically kickstarts the rest of their evolution whatever and um so after that he realizes you know, after he he got that he got that that weapon on, he keep that thing on him for sure, and he the whole he squad, dude. yeah he 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 arms the whole squad with the weapons, and then they see another tribe of monkeys, and they just it's just gang war, and they're just like, hey bitch, this our this our this our turf, bro, like like back the fuck up for you get smacked the fuck up.
And so he gets the bone, and then they just start fighting. But the other monkeys then got no, they ain't got no weapons. Yeah. So they just start beating on man. And then all the other ones get scared and they're like, oh hell no. Nah. And then that's kind of where it ends for that first part. And he throws up the bone in the air, and then that transfers into a shot of the spaceship. And it was kind of interesting shot. I don't know if you've if you noticed that, but he throws up the bone and it kind of goes directly it goes like it goes horizontally right into like the shot of the spaceship so it's like Mm -hmm. another it's like another evolution of like the bone going up in the sky and then like boom right now we're in space like that Mm -hmm. was the next step of human evolution although it was kind of interesting and that whole first part was like the dawn of man. What did you, uh, what, what did, what did you think was going through his mind when he threw up that bone? Because I personally, I took it. I'm not sure how to take it. Like I, at first, I thought he was excited, but then I like rewound it and watched it. And like I wasn't sure if like he was like disappointed in himself, or, or just like some sense of shock because like okay he's got this tool now and he got to get back the watering hole but he had to kill and like i think that like that that same type of parallel like runs throughout the movie yeah and you're you you said that to you mentioned that earlier where it was like um or well in a offline conversation about how like at the cost of violence or whatever they like they they discover the monolith and like they discover like it shows them other shit and now they like know violence and now they know like a bunch of other shit it's just like they've evolved um yeah i think it's like a, it's like a heavy thing just in life where like you figure out for the first time you see like something dead as like a kid and you're just mm-hmm. like oh shit like shit is real out here and like it's kind of just like this thing where he just like realizing like his his mind was open after that and he's like boom like we just end this and he just threw that shit up he's like it's on now and i think that was like a mixed emotions probably but i mean they didn't even have language so they're still pretty primitive i i assume but yeah he probably wasn't shocked he probably was also just like we we going <laughs> but yeah so th- that was the dawn of man it goes in so it goes in his spaceship after that um that whole that whole beginning part honestly it's just a couple of thoughts on that um the shots were really weird um it, the or the transitions it just like went black and it was real quiet and then it like went to the next one i don't know it, it kind of just threw me off a little bit and like also it was um it just lasted a little too long in my opinion but but it's whatever it's whatever uh so no, you know, yeah it was it was very long and like i mean what was that like 20 30 minutes of no dialogue whatsoever? yeah <laughs> yeah bro it was like 30 minutes of these monkeys i swear when i first watched it i was like what like am i watching the right movie i thought i was watching yeah. something different i was tripping um so after they go into space and you're like all right boom now we're space odyssey we're here and um obviously it's the year 2001 i assume and that um so now you get a bunch of it's just a bunch of shots of like spaceships and different space things and you have a bunch of like classical music just playing in the background and it's just different things different shots of spaceships and stuff um one thing i was i was thinking about when i watched it um i don't know if you ever thought about this but i was I was listening to podcasts with I think Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson, 
and he was just pointing out the fact that sometimes people make spaceships like in media and in movies like they're all like designed to be like um aerodynamic but there's no fucking air in space so it's like kind of stupid like like why are you making spaceships that are like all like pointed and shit like you just make a fucking box and then like it'd be the same shit but um I just thought that was funny, but yeah, they had a bunch of different shots of like spaceships and stuff and just a bunch of musical stuff um, or classical music in the background. Um, I've been listening to classical music more just as a side note. It's kind of lit. Hey, there's this channel on YouTube called Halidon Music. Hey, check it out if you want some fire ass classical playlist. Um, after that, it shows a shot of Haywood, Haywood Floyd and he lands on Hilton Space Station. Uh, it's been about seven or eight months since you were here last week. Right, yeah, it's very strange to see modern hotels up there. Yeah. Bro, honestly, someone need to jump on that. The first hotel, the first hotel in space, that's kind of lit. I think I think that's already like in production, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so Haywood Floyd lands on Hilton Space Station. You don't really know what's going on. Um, he's kind of just walking around. Um, looks important, sounds important ends up he's talking to some people he stops to use a picture phone as what they yeah. call it um basically it's just it's just video chat but in that in that year 1968 or whatever like like he man's created facetime like that's kind of wild Like, he was just video chatting with his daughter or whatever. And, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. They didn't even have cell phones back then, bro. Like, um, Apparently, that was Kubrick's daughter. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, so he goes in there. He uses the, they call it the picture phone. And he's just video chatting. Just, I guess, his daughter's birthday, whatever, was, like, the next day. And he's like, nah, I'm in space. I'm on an important mission where I'm traveling. And... So he ends up talking to these other people. They sit down and they're like, the hey, Russians. oh, it's the Russians. Um, um, yeah, so they're like, hey, there's an epidemic. Um, it's an epidemic going on. Nobody really knows what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening. But it's on this, this station, the Clavius or whatever. And he's like, he's like, we need you to go check it out. Still, you don't really know who anybody is. You don't know Floyd's title or anything. Um, whatever it's transferred he's like nah i'm busy he's like I don't, he's kind of hesitant he's like i don't know if i want to do it um whatever whatever they the next it goes to a next shot where he's traveling he goes to another space little little like board meeting whatever and it's a bunch of dudes just sitting around they introduce him you find out that haywood floyd is the president of national the national council of astronautics the nca um, i don't know it's just what I took notes of um uh, you, you start talking about that the epidemic is actually a cover story for something else. Um, they really don't know what yet. Um, Floyd is like, yeah, basically, they're like, we discovered something crazy. Um, we don't know what to tell the people. We don't know what to tell other people at the other stations. So we're just going to say there's epidemic and just shit's going crazy over here just so we can buy some time to create some type of cover story. And to prepare a report to the council recommending when and how the news should eventually be announced and 
they're like all right and he's like so basically floyd is there to gather info and he needs to submit a report to the rest of the council and then eventually they're like okay now we're going to tell the public about what's really happening once they can kind of just like figure out what to fucking say and what the fuck is going on right oh so he ends up after that he takes another little space ride to the moon from the clavius he's they're just like eating sandwiches or whatever just like space dialogue sandwiches gotten any better in space You're like eh, it's all right you got chicken blah, blah, blah. Oh, it doesn't really matter um he they so that's when you find out that the epidemic is a cover story for the monolith um said monolith that was from the first part with the monkeys with the apes and basically this monolith is creating like big clouds they said big and like creating this big magnetic field and this big magnetic energy first found it we thought it might be an outcrop of magnetic rock but all the geological evidence was against it and not even a big nickel iron meteorite could produce a field as intense as this so we decided to have a look we thought it might be the upper part of some buried structure so we excavated out on all sides but unfortunately we didn't find anything else and they're like they don't really know what the fuck it was but um all they know is that they dug around it and they realized that it was deliberately buried there like four million years prior so they're just like we don't know what's going on but someone fucking dug some shit and buried it on the moon and what the fuck we didn't do that shit so someone else did so they they're saying it's the first sign of intelligent life um they end up getting on the moon they go to the monolith it's a big like dig site and the monolith is just sitting there you got this crazy ass fucking music in the background with these people like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit is fucking weird. Um, it's just a bunch of people humming and shit, and it's fucking weird. And and um my thing with that though is like Honestly, in my opinion, I would have just been like, okay, it's just like some, it's just another element that we just, it's a space element, just like it's iron or something. And it's right. just like creating just a field, like it's nothing crazy. Like, in my opinion, I would have been like, it's just another rock that we've never discovered before. Like, it's nothing too crazy. Um, but everybody's all freaked out. They try taking a picture next to it. As soon as they start taking a picture, the thing starts fucking screaming at him. And he's like, hell nah, bitch, you ain't taking a picture of me. They start like covering their ears it creates this like high ass pitch and they're just like what the fuck um, i think that i think that scene with all the 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 astronauts there looks really really similar to how the the apes kind of approached it for the first time a little bit so i did i did get i saw another opinion where like it was like they noticed that the apes were a little more hesitant and kind of seeing it as like a like a god figure maybe they don't really know and where whereas the humans when they discovered it on the moon they were they were trying to take a picture of it and stuff and they were kind of claiming it more as like their own and it was mm -hmm. like oh no we discovered this like this is our finding type of thing so that's mm -hmm. why the monolith wasn't really fucking with them and they're like hell nah bitch like you don't own us we own you and um so yeah i don't know there's different there's different opinions on that but um they definitely still yeah were pretty wary because they're like what the fuck is this shit like this shit is weird um it does show the same shot of 
like looking up at the monolith and then like the sun's right above it. So they showed that shot from the, the apes and then it, so it shows the same shot when it's with the humans on the moon. Right. Yeah, I think I think that kind of I I I think there were kind of like a like a like a burglar alarm or something, you know. Um, <laughs> so once once it's so so it was there, and it and then it goes to the moon, and then once it's un once it's excavated and like the sun hits it meaning that it's been unburied then it yeah. sends that signal to jupiter saying like mm. hey the humans have gone from from have learned space travel so maybe they could go all the way out to jupiter that, that, that's kind of how i took it yeah i see what you're saying yeah it probably was it probably was like that like yeah you're right when it hit the sun it was like okay like another mission like all right it's time um right after that it just cuts to uh, 18 months later jupiter mission. right yeah you should never find out what the hell happened there um you don't know if they died or whatever the fuck but just 18 months later jupiter mission and now um floyd is no no one else is mentioned from the previous part now it's uh david bowman and it's dave and his crew and you're introduced to Dave, you're introduced to Hal, you're introduced to everybody on the, I think it was like the Discovery one or some bullshit that it was called. Um, I don't remember the name of their spaceship, but. Yeah, Discovery. Discovery. Uh, David Bowman was a mission commander. Um, he ends up doing, he's sitting down, just do, he's doing just a bunch of different like, um, just like he's working out in space and shit. And he's just like, <laughs> just doing just regular shit, just eating, just watching news and shit. And um, you see people like sleeping in pods and he's kind of just like, he's just doing his thing. Um, he ends up- so they're, they're, they're hibernating in the pod. Yeah, so the other crew members, you find out they're hibernating. Um, he does an interview with Earth. Uh, apparently they're 80 miles away, 80 million miles away from Earth. And they were mentioning how like the interview took them like seven minutes just to like, just the delay like back and forth between their fucking answers and their questions. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, like, just like, that's probably how it would be, It'd be fucking shitty to do an interview all the way in space. Um, so yeah, they're just talking about his mission, whatever, they're supposed to go to Jupiter, it doesn't really give too much. Um, it says he has a survey team of three other people, they were all put to hibernation. Um, some interesting facts about that, they said their heartbeats are three times a minute while they're in this hibernation mode. Well, that's right, and the heartbeats three times a minute body temperatures usually down to about uh, three degrees centigrade so their heartbeat only three times every minute every 60 seconds mm -hmm. and and they only breathe once every minute i thought that's pretty fucking pretty wild because i was thinking like hey what would it be like like to just be hibernating and shit like they just put you in like an induced because it's not even like an induced coma because it's more just like you you gotta it's even more extreme than that because you're in space and shit um how you get introduced to Hal after this. He starts talking to Dave. Um, he's like, Dave is drawing some shit, or he's drawing his crew members that are sleeping. And he's like, can you show me your drawings, Dave? And he's like, yeah, sure, Hal. And he starts showing him his drawings. And then after that, Hal mentions to him that he has concerns about the mission. 
and but he doesn't really say what he just kind of says like he's like don't you think it's weird that like um oh i know they got a video of me playing fucking basketball someone was spying on me early when i was getting to work i was just my bad my bad that's a um <laughs> someone sent me a text that's why i have a video of me at the park earlier fucking playing ball um so yeah how's like He's like, I have concerns about this mission. He's like, don't you think it's a little weird that three of the members were put to sleep like before we even took off and like they had their own training like months prior and stuff like that's kind of weird. And also he mentions like how they he says like they found that thing on the moon or whatever, but he doesn't really say what it was. And he's like and people were kind of just like freaking out about it. He's like, he's like, I don't know. This whole thing seems this whole mission seems a little weird. And Dave kind of just, he doesn't really say anything about it. He just kind of stays quiet. He's like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. During the past few weeks, I've wondered whether you might be having some second thoughts about the mission. How do you mean? Well, it's rather difficult to define. Perhaps I'm just projecting my own concern about it. Um, uh, he brings up, oh, right after that like Dave doesn't really give in too much to his thing then then Hal brings up oh there's a saddle he's like wait 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 hold on and he's like satellite failure in AE 32 whatever and he's mm -hmm. like he's like we have 72 hours before this complete failure of this part of the ship whatever just a moment just a moment I've just picked up a fault in the AE 35 unit it's going to go 100% failure within 72 hours. And he's like, honestly, Hal's like, I think we need to go. We need to go remove this thing and fix it. And so Dave, he's like, all right. So he gets in his pod, whatever. He's like, I'm going to go do this. He does a spacewalk to go grab that part off of the other part of the spaceship so he can bring it back, check it out. Um, he gets in his pod. Oh, bro. First of all, when I was watching this, Mans parks his pod right he parks his pod away from the ship and then he floats there to the ship and i was like bruh like this just seems like the most stupidest thing i've ever seen like man's was not tethered why why didn't he just park it on the ship first of all like they should have like a little a little place for like a little landing pad where you can fucking park your pod man parks his pod just floating in space and then floats to like like a mile away to the fucking ship i was like this is stupid you're not even tethered bro you can get fucking you're gonna fly off into space um but he su succeeds completes the mission grabs a thing um ends up coming back him and frank are like bro there's nothing wrong with this with this fucking part that's weird he's like and how's like oh that is weird and then they talk to mission control mission control is like yeah there's i don't know what what happened but how gave you misinformation he predicted that the thing would fail in 72 hours actually it's not going to fail the part is fine ship is fine no problem no worries um apparently they have another hal twin uh nine hal 9000 twin at mission control and they're basically giving him the same information at the same time they're like, yeah, this, this, his twin, this Hal 9000 over here says there's nothing wrong, uh, that his prediction error is false. We should advise you, however, that our preliminary findings indicate that your onboard 9000 computer is in error predicting the fault. 
I say again in era predicting the fault. I know this sounds rather incredible, but this conclusion is based on results from our twin uh, Niner Triple Zero computer. We are skeptical ourselves, and we are running cross-checking routines to determine reliability of this conclusion. So Hal's like, you know what? We're going to have to put it back and just let it fail. And if it doesn't fail, it doesn't fail. If it does, it does. We can bring it after that and decide what the issue is. Um, the Dave and Frank are like, okay, it's kind of weird. Like Hal's being a little weird. So they try to go off and the little secret party have list secrets. Secrets do not. What is it? Secrets. Uh, secrets. Secrets are no fun. Secrets. Secrets hurt someone. Mm-hmm. Um, they go into a pod and they're basically like, okay, we need to have a conversation about how they start talking about turning off how, and um but man's turns around to how to the camera and starts fucking having a conversation he was already turned around the opposite way i don't know why they just didn't stay that way yeah. i mean I, I i guess they didn't think about it but that was his error um so he turns back around and they're like right in front of how how staring at him and they're talking to each other and they're saying like basically how's on some weird shit um man's gone rogue we need to turn him off like we don't trust him being weird as fuck um how ends up reading their lips and figures out because he can't hear him because they turn off all the mics and shit but he reads their lips and figures out their plan and it shows a shot too of like him like zooming in on their lips just talking mm-hmm. I, I thought that was pretty fucking creepy uh, man i don't trust no i don't even trust this camera right here fuck you man uh, no not you but you know what i'm saying um but yeah this fucking ai is a little bitch ass um let's see so that was interesting that they they decided to turn it off after one mistake well oh so that was the thing too they were like they asked them they were like how have you has there ever been any history of of your unit fail ever having a wrong prediction how 9000 ever making a wrong prediction and he's like no there's never been any problems or complications ever with the Hell 9000. It's perfect track record. So that's why they're like, that's fucking weird that he just like, he got that wrong. And even his twin at Mission Control is saying he's wrong too. He's like, that's fucking weird. They're like, this this dude is being hella weird. And they did mention that Hell is like the sixth member of their ship. So like, they do have like some type of like tie to him. So, or they have some type of emotional connection to him. And through this, he kind of is like, an extra character like it's hard to just see him as a as a robot in my opinion when i'm watching this because he is so like prominent but um yeah they're like we're gonna turn this motherfucker off fuck this dude um frank ends up going out to replace the failed unit that dave brought back in um from there he same thing dude parks his pod out floating in space floats to the ship and then Hal takes control of his pod and flings that motherfucker out all the way in fucking just, just deep space. And now Maz is floating and he cut his oxygen line. So now Maz is just floating out in space and de- and pretty much dead. Like you're dead within. Yeah, we well, we just see the pod approaching with the hands. We never see him fling him, but you just see through the, yeah. the window that he's just floating in space. 
yeah and then you see the you see the actual ship like go flying too so like both the pod the pod goes flying and man's good and frank goes flying too And um, basically, Dave is like, what the fuck? Um, he gets a notification that the pod is all fucked up. Frank is all fucked up. He doesn't even really, he just he just jumps into action. He doesn't even really, like, think about it too much. But he seems real calm. He's like, okay, I'm going to get another pod. And I'm going to go fucking save, dude. Um, yeah, doesn't pro- grab his helmet. <laughs> and that was another thing, too. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that when I first watched that shit until man's brought up later. But so um, while Dave is out there, he's basically flying through deep space to go pick up, pick up Frank, who's just floating. And um, while he's out there, how fucking kills the rest of the dude sleeping. he just turns off all their fucking vitals and their fucking machines that are keeping them like alive during their hibernation and this dude is just murdering everybody (laughs) this dude is a savage uh he ends up saving frank comes back to confront the murder machine he doesn't know he's a murder machine yet but he's like bro you definitely killed you killed my homie um He's like, he's like, how open the bay doors? He's like, I can't do that, Dave. He's like, how open the bay doors? They start arguing. He's like, sorry, Dave, this this conversation has no more use. He says some bullshit like, there's no point of having this conversation anymore. Like, goodbye. <laughs> he just like hangs up on him. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. So Dave is like, bro, I got to get back in the ship. He's like, fine, I'm going to go through the manual airlock. And then Hal's like, he's like, yeah, um, I think you're going to find that rather difficult, though, without your space helmet. Um, right. And Mans is like, ah, oh, fuck, which is kind of dumb. Like, I know he was in a hurry to go save his buddy and shit, and he was just focused on saving his buddy. But, like, you think if you're going to go in the pot, you should bring your fucking helmet just in case something happens. But sure. whatever. Should have, could have, would have. Mans ends up. He goes, he opens up the airlock. It's a very intense scene. I mean, I think all these like scenes in space where it's just quiet and he's just like operating machinery, like that shit's pretty like, I don't know, it's kind of mesmerizing, but he's opening the airlock, the airlock turns around his pod, faces it to the back, launches the emergency exit, blasts himself through the fucking into the airlock, hits his head on the door, flies backwards, grabs the fucking airlock thing, closes it, 
boom, he's back in. Survive. Uh, but he did have to let Frank go. Uh, sorry, Frank. Frank, you're already dead, though. So there's really no point. He was just trying to save your body for your family, but you're already gone like like, like an hour ago. Um, at this point, Dave is fucking heated, bro. He's pissed. I'd be pissed, too. I was fucking pissed just watching that shit. And he doesn't even say nothing. And and at this point, Hal's fucking scared. And he's like, Dave, wait, wait, let's talk about this. Dave, wait, I'm sorry. I'll change. I know I was acting weird before, but um, like I promise I won't have any more blah 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 blah. Dave is just quiet through this whole thing. He doesn't say a word for like the next 20 minutes. I know I've made some very poor decisions recently. But I can give you my complete assurance that my work will be back to normal. He just goes in there, grabs the tools, goes into the emergency shutdown thing, starts turning the little keys, pulling out his little memory cards, and that's when Hal starts dying. And honestly, this part was kind of, um, this part was kind of emotional for me. Not emotional, but just like, it kind of hit me because like, the whole time I was like, okay, yeah, he's, he's part of their crew or whatever, but, um, I don't know. It, it was like, it was like, I was still pissed, but I still felt bad that he was turning dude off. And I was like, and even, I think even Dave felt bad. Cause Hal's like, I'm dying. I'm dying, Dave. Like I'm losing my mind. I can feel it going. And he's like, get, his voice is getting slower and slower, deeper and deeper each time he turns, he takes out one of his memory cards. I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm afraid. And so Hal starts dying. And I think Dave's a little sad too because um, Hal starts fucking up. He starts saying shit like back from his, his training days or whatever. And he's like, oh, my my whatever whatever teacher taught me a song do you want me to hear it and dave's like yeah sing me the song and so he's like he's like still like a little emotionally connected to how even while he's killing him even though he just killed all his friends although he does not know at this point that he murdered everybody while in their sleep so it might have changed his mind a little bit if he knew that oh all these other three dudes are dead in their sleep he didn't know that oh he, just a, a side note that i that i read is uh how and IBM are, are one letter removed from uh like how if you if you one alphabet letter removed is, is IBM. Wait, is it how IBM? Oh, I guess it is. That's funny. H I B A L M. That's funny. Um damn. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I got a Mac, bro. Um so Hal starts dying. Dave is pissed. He still feels bad. He's like, yeah, sing me the song. Um, Daisy, Daisy, I'll love you, whatever. Some song about carriage. Dude starts dying. His voice gets all slow. Like this. <laughs> Hal's turned off. Um, at the end of that, video starts playing of Floyd. And basically, Floyd, this is video where Floyd's like, hey, um, <clears throat> at this point, the video is meant meant to be played when they arrived in Jupiter. But it starts playing because Hal's dead and I guess it's like his last protocol or whatever, just in case anything happened, this video would play. And this video starts playing to Floyd where he's like, hey, 
I gave instructions to Hal only. Um, he already knew about all this stuff, but uh, basically there's, we found the monolith. It's the first sign of intelligent life or that we think, and it's setting this, sending this, emitting this radio, this strong signal to, towards Jupiter. So that's where we're sending you to go figure out what the fuck it's signaling or who it's signaling or whatever the fuck. Um, and that's when how uh, Dave kind of realizes like, oh shit, it's probably a suicide mission to be honest. Like they probably weren't expecting dudes to come back. Um, Only by your HAL 9000 computer. Now that you are in Jupiter's space and the entire crew is revived, it can be told to you. Except for a single, very powerful radio emission aimed at Jupiter four million year old black monolith has remained completely inert. Its origin and purpose still a total mystery. Uh, discovery right after that, it's a shot of Jupiter. And I think it even, it even transitions to like another subtext where it says like Jupiter and thereafter or some, something like that. Um, discovery ends up making it to Jupiter. You see Jupiter coming up close. Um, you also see the monolith floating. I don't know if it's the same monolith or if it's a different monolith, but this one's bigger. It's what? Bigger. Oh, is it? I think so. So you see the monolith floating. You see Dave. Dave is the only one at this point. Everybody else is dead. Yeah. Um, so he has to fucking experience this all by himself. Um, so he's kind of flying towards it. It's flying towards Jupiter at the same time. Um, and then, then you just fucking acid trip after that. Uh, you see a bunch of fucking bright colors and dude is basically. Yeah. I don't know if he's going through like multi-dimensional spaces because you know how there's like obviously more dimensions than just the three that we perceive right. or the four that we perceive. I think there's like a total of like upwards of 13 plus dimensions or some shit that they've discovered mathematically, obviously, because we can't perceive that shit, but we can, we know they're there with math. Um, so he starts getting transported. It's a bit, just big acid trip, all these different colors, like squeeze, like, tight spaces basically like planes where he's like flying through these like flat planes of like colors and shit um then it's just like also a close-up of his eye like his eye like that and he's just blinking his face and everything yeah and oh yeah yeah he's like tripping out he's like "Ah, ah, ah," and then because he's probably getting all fucked up by the gravity and shit um so yeah i'm not really sure what was happening right there if he was just being transported through different dimensions or if he was flying through jupiter's atmosphere because after that it does show shots of like um like canyons and stuff and like waters and like it's still using those crazy colors i assumed that he landed through jupiter's atmosphere and that was kind of like his cubic's envision of jupiter what it would be like um 
So it was like, yeah, this dude's like kind of flying through Jupiter and kind of he saw like shows one shot of like this big empty like fucking hole and it's all red. And I was like, bro, that's fucking hell. Like, man, it's just got transported to hell, honestly. Uh, different dimensions and shit. After that, wakes up from his acid trip in his ship, in his spacesuit, and he's in a bedroom. pod it's like a one-bedroom apartment um he got like a bathroom and shit and then he's like walking around trying to figure out what it is it's like uh just this empty it's like a white room just like a bed chairs a little bit of furniture um he ends up walking into another room hears some noise some clanking and shit and it's an old man sitting there dude is eating um it's old Dave turns around. It's old Dave. Other Dave disappears. The old guy gets up. He's sitting there eating. He gets up. He looks at him. Looks at the camera. You see that it's Dave, but he's older. He's wearing a robe. He goes back to sit down. As soon as he sits down, he sees another fucking. Basically, it's him just aging, right? And he's okay. like going, and he's going through all these different stages. And he's first he's he's a man in the spaceship. He gets a little older. Then he comes to an older man, and then he ends up on his deathbed. He's sitting in his bed, he's dying, and he's staring at the monolith while he's fucking. Right. The monolith is in his bedroom. And then he tries to touch the monolith. Monolith ends up turning him into baby Dave. And now he's a fetus in a womb and he's floating in space. Yeah, shit is weird. So he's like this giant baby just floating in super space. Baby. He's just a super baby floating floating next to Earth. Um, yeah, when I first saw that, I, I was like, I didn't really understand what was happening, but 
I assumed it was some type of the stages of life and shit. Um, but I did, you told me that there was a, an interview with him and I did watch that interview or listen to it. So it's the right, one where he's, yeah. he's, he's talking to the Japanese dude or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he kind of explains, the, the dude asked him like, okay, so what's up with the ending? And he kind of explains it and I'll probably just insert the fucking audio. It's not like a two minute clip, whatever, but I'll insert the audio right here. Well, uh, Japanese people love your films, especially uh, travel, uh, super, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, space travel 2001. Yeah. And, uh, but people are wondering that uh, what is the meaning of last shame? Um, you know, the old man were, you know, lying on the bed and, uh, in, in a very old style ha- house. And, uh, could you give us an answer? I've, I've tried to avoid doing this ever since the picture came out because when you uh, when you uh, just say uh, the ideas, they sound uh, foolish, whereas if they're dramatized, uh, one feels it, but I'll try. I mean, the idea was supposed to be that um, he is uh, taken in by uh, uh, godlike entities, uh, creatures of pure uh, energy and intelligence with no shape or form and um, they uh, put him uh, in what I suppose you could describe as a human zoo and uh, to study him and he spends he, his whole life passes from that point on in that room and he has no sense of time um, it just seems to happen as it does in the film and um, they choose this room which is uh, a very uh, inaccurate uh, replica of uh, French architecture, yeah. deliberately so inaccurate, because, uh, you know, one was suggesting that they had some idea of something that he might think was pretty, but um, weren't quite sure, just as we aren't quite sure what to do in zoos with, with animals, yeah. to uh, try to give them what we think is their natural, uh, you know, environment. And um, anyway, when they get finished with him, as happens in so many uh, myths of all cultures in the world, he is transformed into some kind of super being and sent back to um, Earth, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, transformed and and made, um, you know, into some sort of superman. Uh, And we we have to only guess what happens when he goes back. Um, it is uh, a pattern of a great deal of mythology, and that was what we were trying to uh, suggest. What was your interpretation of that? Uh, well, not word for word, but I think he says that essentially he's in this human zoo, so like the alien alien life forms kind of take apart his memory and put him in a place that they feel a human would be comfortable so like you know like how humans will put a a tiger in a cage and we'll put like a fake tree in there yeah so that's essentially what what that room is and they they observe him and send him back as a higher being essentially why would they why 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 observe him though if they already like have been observing the rest of the humans though 
I wonder, I wonder why they kind of singled in on him and actually like let him survive in this room or why they would want us to keep studying him. They could have studied a bunch of other people now. Well, he made it there. That's true. He was the only one to make it there. So like, maybe they thought like, oh, this dude's like, he's like legit. Like he can do some shit that they can't. Yeah, no, he's the uh, the representative for the humankind. Um, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Um, yeah, so I'm basically... Not, I'm not even sure if that whole time in the bedroom is supposed to be, like, his whole life, or is it really just the amount of time, like, in the movie? Like, is it only a matter of minutes? Because... What I was taking away from it was every time, so he's like in the restroom as astronaut Dave and yeah. he hears and he hears something and it's older Dave sitting there and it's like this weird continuation of he sees the older Dave and then older Dave turns around to look at younger Dave but then older Dave sees another older Dave. So he keeps looking yeah. for this noise that he's hearing. It's just an older version of himself until he's on deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. He's So he goes back to eating and then he drops a glass. And then as soon as he picks up the glass, he like looks to, towards the bed. And then now he sees an older, older version of Dave three and he's on his deathbed just sitting there. And then that's when right. he's staring, he's staring at the monolith. So yeah, it's like, it's like these little cues of like him, like, looking away and looking into an older version of himself so yeah i don't know if it was like how long it was or if it was supposed to be in a span of like live like minutes or right. like two, two minutes or if it was actually like years and years and years i'm not really sure um i suppose if you're alien life form alien intelligent life beings or whatever the fuck i'm trying to say like maybe there's no they perceive time and shit differently so i don't know i really don't know that's I guess up into interpretation. That's kind of what Kubrick does with his films. Um, he kind of does leave shit up to interpretation. Yeah, and I think that's like purposeful. Like, if there is really a, you know, alien life form that that is smart enough to get down here and and have these monoliths, it's nothing that we would be able to understand. So, so like these these black monoliths in the same way in the movie and, and even the the viewer like us we have no idea what they do i think that's definitely on purpose because we just don't know anything about it. we don't know what the monolith does we don't even know if it like passes on knowledge or if it's just there or if it like yeah. sparks like a consciousness type of thing yeah. so i think that's just purposeful as far as like how little we would actually know of like an alien form coming down here. So I was reading some other shit. Apparently this was this was kind of made in line with an author named Arthur C. Clarke. And he wrote these stories. Uh, it's kind of up to, nobody really knows who started writing what. Some people say Arthur was writing the books first. And then Kubrick based the movies off, the movie off his book called The Sentinel. Um, and like, if you read the Arthur C. Clarke the sentinel it goes more into detail it's kind of like very similar to the story just goes more into detail of like what his i don't know he explains it more um but they don't really know it they said it they said they were making at the same time they kind of just deviated at the end but um i did find this other thing at the end so there was another interview um and someone posted this and it was 
Basically, the question was, the final scenes of the film seem more metaphorical than realistic. Will you discuss them, or would that be part of the roadmap you're trying to avoid? Kubrick goes, no, I don't mind discussing it. On the lowest level, that is, on the lowest level, that is a straightforward explanation of the plot. You begin with an artifact left on Earth four, four million years ago by extraterrestrial explorers who observed the behavior of the man of apes in time and decided to influence their evolutionary progression. Then you have the second artifact buried deeper in the lunar surface programmed to signal word of man's first baby steps into the universe, a kind of cosmic burglar alarm burglar alarm and finally there's a third artifact placed in orbit around jupiter and waiting for the time when man has reached the outer rim of his own solar system when surviving astronaut bowman ultimately reaches jupiter the artifact sweeps him into a force field or stargate hurls him into a journey through inner and outer space finally transports him to another part of the galaxy where he's placed in a human zoo approximating a hospital terrestrial environment drawn out of his own dreams and imagination in a timeless state his life passes from the middle age to senescence to death he is reborn an enhanced being a star child, an angel, a superman, if you like, and returns to Earth prepared for the next leap forward of man's evolutionary destiny. This is what happens on the film's simplest level, since an encounter with an advanced interstellar intelligence would be incomprehensible within our own present Earthbound frames of reference. Reactions to elements, philosophy, metaphysics have nothing to do with the bare plot outline itself. Um, yeah so basically like yeah so he starts off and it kind of each time they see the monolith in this movie it progresses evolution and at the end now you have the superman or the star baby and now star baby is going to go back to earth and be the catalyst for the next progression of mankind so right it's it, it, in that uh, now you just read this interesting that they just said that the monolith is there to influence so it's it's still like unclear as to what the monolith actually does because like yeah. in a way like the monolith for the monkeys maybe didn't even really it, it's not like a magical touch where they like touch it and all of a sudden they're more intelligent it could just be the simple fact that they're seeing something that yeah. has like squared off edges yeah and re and realizing that there's more mm -hmm. to life than just the the natural the nature that's outside and then he yeah. kind of is inspired to pick up the bone yeah you know just, it could be a simple or it could just be like it shot some knowledge in their consciousness yeah yeah uh, that's i i do yeah i do think it was kind of i do like the the idea of like he sees something that's from out of this world and then from there he starts thinking out of the box i think that's right I think that's a cool interpretation. Um, yeah, I like that too. The the alien thing could be cool too, or just shoot some knowledge in him. He's like, oh, bro, now I know how to kill people. But um, yeah, shit was a trip. I don't know. Um, what do you what do you think? Better than Interstellar? <laughs> nah, nah, Interstellar is one of my favorite movies. So I was kind of comparing it to Interstellar, but. Um, yeah uh there's just so much different like interstellar is definitely like a block uh what they call blockbuster yeah um type no of more. deal this is I, I guess when it first came out like it just didn't a lot of the critics not not very good reviews and um yeah, i think it's kind of to like to the very beginning of the discussion we, we were talking about like the characters and character development and there really was was no character development you never get any emotional attachment and i think that the entire character development is just supposed to be 
the human kind. Yeah, mankind. Yeah, yeah, mankind or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of refreshing because usually you're you get used to these movies where there's like one 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 character and you get all yeah. attached. It, it was kind of cool. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Usually movies don't make me think that much, but I was kind of just sitting there at the end and just kind of like, okay, I kind of get it. And I was like thinking about a lot of different shit. And um, so yeah, and the fact that it's still like making people like ponder shit like 40 years later after it was fucking made is kind of crazy. Like, like that's kind of goaded low key, but yeah. um, but yeah, the movie's dope. Uh, a couple of things I did want to add the score. I mean, I'm a music guy, you're a music guy too. You work for UMG. Can I say that or is that edited out? Um, we're both gonna take over the music scene eventually. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be in there, but um, the score. I like I said, I've been listening to a lot more classical music. Shit was kind of lit. Um, I think the the thing they did with that was uh, when you're in space, you kind of have you don't want it to be completely silent. It's in space, it is silent. So he needed to add something. Um, I think what I got from it was he had a lot of this classical music, like Jabosky and stuff, where it's like very like, and it's very like floaty and everything's very like like when you're dancing to this classical music, you're like swaying and like very floaty. And in space, everything's kind of like very floaty and like very slow. And like, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of how I took it. So I was like, oh, it's kind of per- perfect fit. We're like adding mm-hmm. in this classical music. Um, I thought the score was lit. I thought it was cool. It wasn't really too many, too much music or anything, but kind of eerie. Some of those <laughs> sounds and shit. Um, um, also... Yeah, all in all, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I would say, uh, what do you think? Let's rank. Uh, what about the villain? Who's the villain of the story? Who's the, who's the hero? That... Who's the hero of this story? It has to be Bo- Dave, right? Dave is like the main character. He's like the main hero of the story. But yeah. there's really no hero. He kind of just shit happens to him. Yeah, I mean, I guess the hero would just be the black monolith if they're if they're progressing humankind that's true too i didn't even think of that that is kind of true yeah um, shout out to the monolith fucking being the homie yeah uh, um do you uh, think it, do you think the monolith itself was an alien or do you think that was like it's like a ship or one of their tools one of their alien tools See, that, that, that's where it's just like what, what you were reading earlier where it's just like i have no idea because i just i don't understand that like yeah, yeah, human, like true. i don't like who I, I have no idea it's some sort of intelligent form i don't know if it's like a vessel or an actual yeah. being um i'm gonna go ahead and say the villain is technology i think <laughs> i i think that's kind of like a, a a theme there like he gets the bone that's like a technological advance but he mm. has to kill someone mm-hmm. and then um how is just like too smart and i think he kills off all the other humans because he realizes he could do the shit on himself by himself yeah and doesn't need them um yeah but technology. yeah yeah, I would say, yeah, Hal's probably the, the bad guy of this movie and technology and stuff, like you said, with the tools and shit, um, which is kind of a kind of a scary thing to think, considering we 
keep developing with our tech every year more and more and more eventually either terminator is going to come true or fucking irobot is going to come true one of those fucking movies where we have to fucking fire ai and shit but it's funny the uh like he got a lot of things right with like predicting the future and everything the one thing that he didn't was like i don't think anyone really thought that as technology advances like our devices get smaller like for them like everything <laughs> yeah. would get bigger like yeah. they have a like a like a telephone room like yeah. a tel- like like the booth that they used to have but for computers and everything instead of like the yeah. iphones obviously that we have now it's kind of weird that, i thought it was funny too because like it, he was like screaming at it too and like and like that's kind of like an old man thing to do when you're like talking on the speakerphone and like you don't really know how to use it but you're like yelling at it you're like ah and it's like bro relax you can just talk like close to it and like they can hear you <laughs> so it was like they don't really know what how to how to act that out because they didn't really have video chat so he was like yelling at his tv basically right but i thought it was kind of funny how cool was the uh the shot of that one space shuttle that they had that was rotating to like mimic gravity and he was oh, like yeah. running yeah i thought that was like super cool but yeah, like, I, that. yeah and yeah. they were like the they were like i was thinking of that too i was like there's no it's crazy to think there's no fucking frame of reference of like up and down on that fucking right. ship. everything's they were just like walking on the ceiling and shit and it was just like but that's not the ceiling to them that's like the, they're just walking like it's just yeah. weird it's just fucking weird but um yeah they were just like going up there was like no point of reference for like up and down it's just they were just a point in space and that's how it is in space like you're just a point in space you can go any direction um that's kind of crazy so yeah i guess the the villain is is how technology i would say that's number one if we were going to rank them the hero is the monolith that's true i didn't even think of that i was going to say dave was the hero but yeah it kind of is the monolith i fuck with him he's the number one since the first one we've done um, I saw a lot of, um, I, I don't really buy this theory, but a lot of theories, I think it's just some horny dudes. Uh, <laughs> what they say? They're, they're just like, this is all about like sex. Like, what? like yeah, or like like reproduction or something like that. Like the, the space shuttle is like in the shape of a sperm and like, nah. just like yeah, yeah no, no, no. I wasn't like bonk, you guys are too horny. Yeah, those are the those are the space nerds that watch this movie. <laughs> hey, go back to Star Wars, you fucking nerd. No, I'm just kidding. Go back to Star Trek, you fucking nerd. Nah. Um, yeah, it was cool. I don't know. What would you? I mean, I guess if we were gonna rank them, like this would be number one because it's the only one we've we reviewed. But out of what do you do out of out of ten? What would you say? I guess one overall one. Um, I'm gonna do shit. That's really hard. I'm gonna do. Can we do decimals or do we have? To yeah, do... yeah. You can do decimal. You can do decimal. All right, all right. Because I don't want to give it a full nine, <laughs> but, but I'll I'll do like an eight point nine. Okay, okay. It's close. I was gonna say yeah, like an eight point five. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Eight and a half, eight to nine. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think there was like I said, there's a couple things that like some of the shots in the beginning i think um just transition weird i don't know i just went fade to black and then it just showed them something else it's a couple of things i think they they missed out on um like what happened to the monolith i don't know they didn't really explain that was, oh so what uh a, a little fact there that i read was 
when he throws the bone up and then you see the space shuttle, it's actually not a space shuttle. It's um, like a nuclear weapon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Another weapon of mass destruction, as you would say. God damn, man. Yeah, the Russians, were... dude. The fucking Russians. <laughs> man, I stand with Ukraine 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's not oh, a shit. political fight. hey but like okay yeah no but we can get into that no 100 (laughs) hey i got a couple more topics before we go um before we we switch to the other topics i just wanted to uh to from both of us a a list of potential next movies so okay i I I have one in mind so i just wanted to hear from you um I'm, I'm down for anything. Um, I was going to say if we were going to rank them, um, like if you want to do Kubrick movies, we could do either the next one, the 2010, like the second sequel to this. Um, I did watch it, but it's not a Kubrick film. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, is it good? Not really. Okay. Then no. You, you, get, you, get, some, you get some answers. Um, I think uh, this, all I saw that was that Floyd comes back and he's like the main character, I think. But I don't know. Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Did you say Floyd? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, was, I, I thought you were saying the dude who died. No, no, no. Floyd. Um, yeah, yeah. He is the main character. But um, essentially, just like really, really short. I don't want to take too much time from the, for this one. It's just like Hal is programmed to lie. So that's why he gets like in this weird, he gets conflicted what to do so he ends up killing them to do it on his own um because he was programmed by floyd to lie to dave yeah about the truth of their mission because how knew the whole time apparently. yeah yeah well I, well he was going to tell him eventually at the end once they got to jupiter so he wasn't really lying he was more just withholding information but yeah hell knew the whole time and that's why hell kind of like freaked out like yeah i guess that's true like hell didn't really know what to do he felt conflicted because like he did kind of in my opinion i think he was he did have some type of consciousness because he even said like hey i'm having doubts like he was using very like strict uh specific terminology that like only humans would use like i'm having doubts about this mission having concerns and it's like robots don't really have concerns unless i mean maybe if they're analyzing it and like they're doing it by numbers i suppose but he very he seemed like he was very conscious like maybe they advanced that far with their technology where like they can create some type of like sentience within their tech but Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no. but not, it's, it's 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 a different film. It's it's more of like a a blockbuster type of film, even though it didn't really do well. But it's nowhere near like yeah. the the artistry of of two thousand one yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna say like yeah, if we were gonna stick with the Kubrick films, we can go to The Shining or something. Or if you wanted to go, um, if you want to go something completely different, I don't know. I'm down for whatever. Batman's good, man. What was that? Batman's good. Batman is good. There, you- there is a uh, one low-key film that I would like to throw out that eventually maybe we can get into because I watched it a while ago and it was just another really thought-provoking film. It was um, Happy as Lazaro. Oh, oh, I never oh. heard of that. Yeah, no, it's Oh, it's an it's an Italian film, so it's all subtitled. <laughs> oh, what the hell? What is this? Link, link it. 
Um, uh, I said it in the chat here. Yeah, I don't know. We could talk about it. We could we could figure out yeah. how to be as loud as well. Um, we could figure it out. See what what you want to do. I'm down. But there for are a lot of Kubrick films that I haven't seen. Um, I was thinking about doing Clockwork, but oh, I never yeah. never did it. Um, uh, I'd watch that's kind of a horny movie. <laughs> um, I'd be down for The Shining though. Yeah, dude, I'm down. I'm down for whatever. Um, um okay so another topic let's jump into some other topics real quick uh, just be, just before we head off um some celebrity culture what do you think about that slap <laughs> i know i know but like it just happened like two days ago like what do you think of that slap uh let's see all right all right do you think it was staged no i don't Bro, he actually slapped the shit out of him. High key. He did. But yeah, he he 100% slapped him. But it was weird, dude. He was like leaning in and shit. And if you see someone coming up to you on stage after like he just like, usually people like step back and they're like. I just, I just don't think anywhere in his, his uh, thought process that that would happen. <laughs> that I, I feel like he thought he would come up there, make a joke. Yeah. grab the mic or something yeah. like or on abc or whatever the fuck channel it yeah. is like you like and you're will smith you're just gonna slap me what the fuck yeah no, um he slapped the show that was that was a real slap 100 percent. yeah yeah and, and i mean i guess i guess to chris's credit like he did carry on people were like <laughs> oh people people were like oh like he took that so well I don't know. Like you got, you got. Hey, would you? Hard. Hey, would you? Would you throw hands with, with Will, or what would you do, bro? Okay, the thing is too, like, like Will Smith is a bigger. He's a bigger name. He's like a bigger artist. So like, and I feel like he has more. He has more pull than Chris Rock does. So like, if you try to, if you try to like do something, and people are gonna take Will's side, especially because he was the one making the joke too. So he, Chris was kind of in a lose lose situation, like. He had to just yeah. take the slap and just keep going. It's physically too. It's just it's Will's just a lot bigger. <laughs> There's yeah. just no way Chris is gonna do anything to Will. I yeah, mean, Will, Will Will played Muhammad Ali. Like, come on. Yeah, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah. And he's a chronic slapper, bro. He slapped that one dude on the red carpet that one time. Remember <laughs> when yeah, he tried to kiss, kiss him? Me like that? <laughs> he slapped that dude, bro. Yo. Oh, I don't know. I didn't think about that until a couple of days later. I was like, wait, Will's done this before. <laughs> yeah, he definitely slapped people before. No, nah, he felt very comfortable hitting slapping that dude. Um yeah, that he shit was... walked back and then to his seat and then just won the Oscar. <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. Yeah, I know a lot of people coming out now and saying like they're trying to take sides with with Chris Rock and stuff and they're like even Jim Carrey was like oh I'm gonna I would have sued him like for 200 million or whatever like that stuff's on camera forever yeah, but it's mean, like bro people, like, people are like he should be arrested like what yeah what are you talking about like they're Dude, all friends they're all arrested friends. for they're a all... slap come yeah. on that shit was funny he's like He's like, for dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Like, relax. And he's all, don't keep my, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And he was like, bro, bro, that shit was wild. He was 100%. That was, hey, that was one of those moments when, like, when, like, you feel the heat start boiling up. 
and you just like you just let it go like you, yeah, you let the emotion that big knot in his throat yeah 100 and he was like fuck it i'm gonna just let it go um i think it, i think it's just like the all all the shit that's been going on with them 100 and it just, and that was it and he knew like all right like i can i can get away with slapping chris rock like it's gonna be it's gonna be good <laughs> like like there's like if that joke was told by somebody else like the rock like he's not slapping the right. rock bro he's not slapping. you know what i'm saying like it's it's chris rock i can get i can get away with slapping dude um uh, but yeah i mean chris rock sales went up for his fucking tour so that's good for him and yeah. rate, ratings for the oscars were probably one of the highest has been in years so or at least after views or whatever the fuck on their youtube or something but. yeah yeah his speech afterward was funny he's like i want to be a vessel of love yeah like 20 yeah. minutes ago yeah yeah slap the shit out of him yeah. yeah you can say all that it's good to say all that shit after you just fucking slap this <laughs> <laughs> on live tv oh that's fucking funny dude i was cracking up yeah the fucking internet blew up though and that's all i was seeing the memes are pretty funny though yeah yeah i mean it was like you was... laughed at first everyone's like oh he was laughing at first but yeah. like you could see jay's face yeah. like will's just yeah yeah uh yeah i saw this meme it was like it was like uh, uh regular workers whatever and it was like hey we want better pay and better and better hours and stuff and then it was like free pizza party with the slap <laughs> it was like nah you just get free pizza um but yeah the memes are pretty hilarious um it's crazy how like everybody has to like take a side of it too like there's just some like a lot of people like on twitter or whatever they're just like will did the right thing like oh he should be arrested like dude there's it's always in the middle somewhere yeah yeah like, pretty yeah bro they've all been friends they're all in the they're all their own peers like they're all fucking like you can't you can't arrest dude like come on that would have been whack if chris rock sued him and shit and try to get him arrested well, if it was a different person, I think he would have. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but like I said, he knew he could get away with that slap on Chris. So, <laughs> so it was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just do it. Um, but yeah, that was definitely that was definitely Oscars to remember. That was that was something else. That shit was fucking all over the internet. And I was like, this shit is crazy. I can't believe that actually happened. I think a lot of people think the same thing. But were you, did you think it was fake at first? Um, I was like, it looks a little weird um yeah i thought they, i thought it was like a joke like they just they're like a prank whatever but but once i heard him screaming and like i saw his face i was like oh he's really mad like dude is really <laughs> pissed off um, and then uh the the who's the actress in the background uh she's from um uh, lupita i think right i don't know um the one from uh not get out but the us? other short it was us uh, right yeah yeah i haven't seen that movie so i don't know but, yeah like her her face behind him is pretty funny she's just like oh shit yeah like, she's going off right now yeah <laughs> at first she like didn't know if it was real too and she was yeah. like oh, okay um uh, yeah. weird how all the audience was like laughing too yeah so, yeah like, well, it was like the nervous <laughs> laugh you know like when people do they're like oh shit oh, fuck man he said well will smith just slapped the shit out of me that's probably the greatest moment in live tv ever um she was she was crazy um all right so another thing another topic that i wanted to bring up bro i woke up so i wake up and i just listen to music sometimes like while i'm just waking up um i was trying to listen to doggy style and the chronic 
And that shit is not in anywhere on the internet. Bro, you can't you can't find the chronic or any of the death row records on the internet right now. And I was pissed, bro. I was pissed. Because like, first of all, that shit came out before we were even born. But like, so that shit is like, that shit is not, it's not his anymore. It's 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 ours. It's the culture's. How am I supposed to Where? listen? Anywhere. You can't find it anywhere, bro. Snoop. So, you know, Snoop Dogg bought, Snoop bought Death Row. Is he, like, turning into, like, an NFT or he's, some shit? He's turning it into an NFT label, whatever the fuck that means. I don't even know what that means. I'm not even sure he knows what that means, to be honest. <laughs> but whatever. It's a, We're making money, I suppose. Um, but the fact that I can't, I was just listening to Doggy Style, like, two weeks ago or some some shit three weeks ago and now i can't get it anywhere i can't get it anywhere online we're going to an all digital world and i can't listen to this album digitally at all i I, the only thing i can do is listen to a cd or a vinyl bro i was pissed the only the only thing that saved me was the fact that all eyes on me are still on it was still on there bro if they would have took out Pac, i would have i would have i would have I would have done some shit. So all, all the Death Row albums are gone? All the ones that he owns, yes. All the ones that he owns now are gone. You can't get Dog Food anymore, which is another great album from the Dog Pound. You can't get um, a, one of the Corrupt's albums. You can't get the Chronic one. And you can't get Doggy Style. And probably a couple others. You can't get them anywhere. So I even went to his site. I even went to Snoop Dogg's fucking Death Row site. You can't even get that shit. You can't even buy it there. Shit, yeah. I mean, I'm on Spotify right now, and and everything's blacked out with the exception of like Ice Cube. Yeah, you can only listen to like Ice Cube and fucking uh, Tupac still there. Yeah, yeah. All of Snoop Dogg stuff is gone. That's crazy, bro. I was heated. I woke up and I was like, "This is not yours anymore, Snoop. I don't give a fuck who you are." Like this is the cultures. This has been in our in our society before I was even born, bro. Like I grew up with these songs. I was heated that I cannot listen to that shit. And like I go to the gym and I listen to that shit. I go I go to everywhere and I listen to Chronic and Doggy Style. Yeah, I'm probably scrolling through the whole discography and everything. Oh, so I wonder what the end game is. Is it is it just like you just want a fat one lump sum check and he's not happy with the royalties or however that is? I mean, he's probably trying to do what Kanye's doing with the whole stem player, and he like wants to get everything back coming to him. But just put it on your put it on your website then. Put it on your website digitally and make some type of streaming platform where I can buy it from you, if that's what you want to do. But the fact that you I can't would, get it, you would you would subscribe to a death row uh, death, death row streaming site. Uh, yeah, essentially like a title. Yeah, it'd be it'd be death row death row streaming death row music. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, but you get the album when you sign up at Boost Mobile or T-Mobile. <laughs> I don't know, bro, but just put it on the fucking internet, Snoop, and let me listen to it. Because the fact oh, that I I didn't even know that happened. I didn't either. I was I was just listening to Doggy Style. I woke up pissed, bro, because I was listening. I was jamming out to Lincoln Park. All right, I was singing some Lincoln Park, some some nice acoustic shit, some sad shit, and then I said, you know what? I'm gonna change my mood. I'm gonna listen to some Doggy, some Chronic, some Doggy Style and for some reason it wasn't there and it said apparently everybody's kind of he's roasting on twitter too and they're like what the fuck snoop like like what's going on here why can't we listen to any of this music did you read any articles 
Uh, yeah, it was it was just saying the same shit where like he he bought Death Row and now he wants to turn it into an NFT label. But I don't know what the fuck that means. What does that mean? In the, the metaverse transforming an an NFT label operating in the metaverse. Fans were perplexed this week. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was pissed. I was so pissed. Like you don't understand. If if Pac would be rolling in his grave right now, bruh. Pac would be rolling in his grave if he saw this shit. I was pissed. I was like, what the fuck, bro? We're going into an all digital space and I can't listen to these songs digitally. The only thing he's done, I apparently he put up a, a playlist, a super mix of a bunch of death row songs where you can listen to a lot of these songs but it's like on this website called it's another nft site called sound xyz or some bullshit like that yeah i'm reading that article all right now and here i'll oh yeah go for it yeah i don't know i don't have the article in front of me but it says uh, the legendary rappers outlined the big plans he has for his previous label home including taking it into the multiverse and transforming it into an <laughs> NFT fixture. The terms of the deal disclose which projects won't be under the iconic West, Con- uh, West Coast hip-hop brand. Okay. Uh, blah, blah. On Monday, March 14th, new release Death Row Mix Volume 1, that's what you're saying, for sale as NFTs on the new web three music startup X sound XYZ describing it as a nearly half hour DJ mix of quote, some bits and pieces from my friends and family for you to enjoy even a couple of minutes for you to throw your own verse in there. Uh, okay. I don't know what any of that means, but he apparently he put up a super mix of a bunch of death row songs where you can listen to them, but it's only on that platform. It's fucking the whole thing is weird, bro. You're look, it's a scam. I, it's a scam. <laughs> it is a scam. Anything that's like this complicated <laughs> to me just like screams scam. Like I don't know, a web three is that yeah. that's supposed to be like internet 2.0 or something? Yeah, yeah. Web three is not even here yet. We're we're getting there, but it's not here yet. And yeah. and but like you're the music, you're the you work for U- UMG, bro. Like what's going on? When is this coming back to Apple Music? That's what I want to know, so I can listen to Doggy Style. I had no idea. Was <laughs> <laughs> He's, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? Now. Yeah, bro. I was pissed. I woke up pissed. But hey, drop it like it's hot. Whatever. I don't know what to say. Snoop. Put, he, he bought all his all his masters. Yeah, which is dope. Like the fact that Snoop came back and bought Death Row. He bought it. He brought. He bought it from E1. I think E1 had it. And he somehow he maintained the. He got all the rights and a lot of the masters but yeah apparently there's there is some shit where somebody's saying that he doesn't have the chronic rights but some say he do he does i don't know 2001 is still on there you can still listen to 2001 but um shit is fucking weird dude i don't know i was just pissed the fact that i can't listen to doggy style or the chronic or dog food for that matter but Cider. <laughs> it, that, that song's not on there anymore then no, no bro i can't listen to anything i can't listen to gin and juice i can't listen to it ain't fun the homies can't get none have none i can't listen to murder was a case i can't listen to serial killer stranded on death bro i bro come on man one two three into the folks snoop doggy dog and dr dre's out the dope 
I'm pissed. Snoop, what you doing? I don't know. I don't know, Uncle Snoop. But put that shit back online, or else, yeah, or else we get in the we get in the, the internet squad, the army squad, and we come in. No bull. Hey, no bull, Snoop. Put that shit back online, OG. Put that shit back online. But um, I didn't know it was gone, but it should be back on. <laughs> hey, can we get some interview? Can you can you hook up some interviews with like some 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 higher ups over there at your company? That would be lit, bro. You know I what I'm think. saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like behind the scenes, people that like people probably don't even know about, but like are important to like the music industry, since we are both music guys. Yeah, maybe you know, some. Uh, yeah, have to like, look into that. Yeah, like no, I th- no honestly on some on some real shit though. I think people do like um, they're interested in learning new shit and like seeing like some of the stuff that kind of goes into the music industry that people don't really know that goes on. Like just even some of the small normal shit, everyday shit that like, you know what I'm saying? Well, we just had like a because our company does a thing where like like the, some departments that are like really on the the frontier for like this whole music stuff they they give a little presentation of what they're doing and some of the stuff is like in a way it's pretty scary like basically this whole um presentation we had was them putting together models of how to predict which videos on tiktok go viral okay that's crazy and i was like this is scary and fucked up (laughs) yeah that's that's how how that's literally how how this started yeah we're gonna gonna have hell 9000 soon he's gonna kill us and say sorry dave sorry paul um can't open the gate um yeah that's pretty much it there's sports shit but nothing too crazy uh Go St. Peter's. Go Cox. They're out. Oh, what? When did that happen? <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> game. This weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't watch those games. Hey, but still, that was a good run. Ducky <laughs> 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 Dirt. <laughs> um, who's in the Final Four? Duke versus UNC this weekend. Uh, okay. For Coach K in his last uh, season. Yeah. And Kansas and Villanova. Okay. Mm. Well, well, um, other than that, Memphis looks good, bro. Memphis looking strong. Go away. Memphis, the Grizzlies look good, dude. Oh, yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. They're, ball, they're, they're balling out without Ja. I know um, they're hungry, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, predictions on West, East and West? Anybody but uh, the Suns. Anybody but the Suns? Yeah. You think we'll win? Oh, that I want. Oh, anybody I, but I, the Suns. I, I, <laughs> I just feel like. Nah, you're a D-Book fan. That's your boy. I just feel like they move around in an arrogant way that they haven't really deserved. 100%, bro. Like, like I'm not gonna say, something already. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say any names. Like they're decent, but yeah, the way they move and shit, like, kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, like, like some of their players, some of their players are all right, but I yeah. I feel you. I don't know. I don't know if that's the that's also the thing going on. Like, cause I cause they I feel like they have been kind of getting shorted in like media 
like like a lot of the big media don't really hype up the Suns, even though they have the best record and shit. Yeah, and like, sure. but like I don't know if it is kind of they have the same feeling. Like, all right, they haven't really done anything yet, and we've all been kind of skeptical of Phoenix. Like, they haven't really proved anything, so it's like, why are we gonna hype them up? Um, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I Memphis looking strong, and I they think they do on on the East. I think um, I think I think Milwaukee will still pull through. Yeah, Milwaukee looks really good. They just beat uh, Philadelphia tonight, but I don't know. K- yeah. uh, Kyrie could play home games now. Nah, Nets, Nets are Nets are the Clippers of the East, bro. Nets are literally the Kyrie. Clippers. I I do. Kyrie's my boy, but like they, it's not their year. It's not their year. Oh no, man! It's not their year. The, no, no, I was tripping because the Nets are literally like the East version of, of the Clippers. Have you realized that they both have like players that good players players yeah yeah. really good players that don't really play that much or haven't been playing um they're they're both like the smaller team in their in their city like la's smaller version of the lakers the nets are the smaller version of the knicks um and it's like you know what i'm saying like they do and they and and they're both the ac they're both the ac as well so it's like it's kind of trippy how like the nets and the clippers are kind of like the same thing right now but they're just east and west coast version um i don't know Football, we'll see. I was hyped for football, but we'll see what happens. Sean Watson's in the Browns. Baker just has nowhere to go. <laughs> Who? Baker Mayfield. He has nowhere to go. I know. He might play for that Hulu team. That what? Oh, my God, the Hulu team. All right, that's where we're ending the pod. That's where we're ending the pod. No, <laughs> hey, no bullshit, but, yeah, I had some other shit. I don't know. You have any topics you want to bring up? Are you good? Um, Doja Cat quitting music. Oh, is that a big thing? She's showing feet on the Rachel Cat. <laughs> she did. She did. Hey, bro, I'm gonna say this about Doja. Doja, like people will fuck with you. You're talented. Hey, you're talented. Nah, you're talented, but like, just shut the fuck up and do your shit, bro. Like, you're already there. She's like, oh, I want to quit because this whole this whole concert thing in Paraguay, and it's like. It's like, bro, you're already there. All the hard work is being done for you. All you have to do is just show up. You don't have to fucking do anything else. Just shut up and just just do it. You're not going to quit. I heard, a, I heard a wild take the other day um, from, from, uh, um, from Garrett. Wait, what did he say? He said the Doja Cat album is better than the Kanye album. What? The Donna one or two? Bro. <laughs> no one I know has has down to two. No, oh yeah, my bad, my bad. I thought you was yeah. connected. Yeah, I, no, I don't. I don't have the what is it called the smart play. Hey, I'll send you some links. I'll send you some links. I thought you was uh, I thought you was uh, really not. I, they, I gotta get it off off uh Frostwire. Hey keep man, keep, hey keep it cool. Probably don't even know about Frostwire. Hey, chill. I don't. Frostwire and LimeWire says it's too old. I'm one of them Gen Zers. What? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Nah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Hey, Doja, just you're not quitting music, bro. Just you're gonna come back and you're just whatever. Just stop complaining. That's my thing. It's like I'm doing this shit. A lot of people are doing this shit independently, and it's a lot harder. And like when you have a system behind you, like just just do it. Just show up. You're gonna show up. Like, I don't want to hear this. I guess that was my take.
other than that, I don't really know. We'll come up with some more topics. If you have something you need to get off your chest. No bull. Here it is. But, uh, uh, on a different day, we could do um, Putin. Do what? Putin? I'm down. You're the one that was dating a Russian chick, so... Yeah, you're the one that almost married a Russian chick, so... <laughs> He was going to Russia, spas and shit. KGB. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we out of here, man. You need to get off. The, you need to get off the internet, bro. This shit is fucked up. Nah, this some this some Maury Jerry Springer shit over there. Nah, man. Maury is gone. Oh yeah, Maury's being Maury's being canceled finally, or not not like canceled, but like but like it's ending. After fucking fifty years, great run. That was yeah, a great show. honestly, honestly, that shit was was fucking fucked up. You are not the father. I know, dudes would go crazy, just happy. One hundred percent, bro. What do you mean? How would you react? Fuck that. Especially with some chick that's trying to put you on TV. Fuck that. All right, man. No yeah. bullshit. Episode one. Um, I fuck with it. I'm gonna add in some clips and stuff too to make it a little more. Yeah, outro song too. Oh, I'm, I was just gonna play one of my songs. Oh, there you go. Ah, chill. Hey, you listen to my music or what? I don't even think you. Hey. Um, that one's kind of that one got a decent amount of views. Um, that one hit like. 18 or 20 26k i think um, on just on platform? just on no just on youtube like 50k total with like streams and stuff uh, yeah so i plan i hopefully i get hit 100k at the end of this year there you go yeah so i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to go on like little baby steps and like then hopefully after 100k i'll hit 250k or maybe shit, 500k. Stream Rose EP. Hey, Stream Rose EP. Hey, Daddy P17. Hey, music's getting better, too. Um, it, it's, it's not going to be on the Web3. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not going to be on Sound XYZ, XYO. It will it's not be. An NFT. It's not an NFT. It will be. I'm actually selling it out of my trunk so you can get a vinyl and CD hard copies. And that's your cat. Mm. Top boy in it. Top boy, top boy. <laughs> All right, G.